0: At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast for veterans and first responders. Today in studio again is John Sr. John, thanks for being here, man. Yes. 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 Today we're talking about a pretty important one, pretty critical. It's how to start the healing process. Yes. You're going to be a goofball today. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, he says. Yeah. <laughs> so how to start the healing
1: process.
0: And John, how do you start the healing process?
1: Well, essentially, this is one of very, very popular questions. And essentially, it comes down to what makes a person decide to lose weight? What makes a person decide to kick a bad habit, like an addiction of some sort? What makes them decide? And essentially, it comes down to respect. It comes down to the fact that when the cost of not changing is too expensive is when somebody will change. And the key to this is respecting yourself, loving yourself, respecting yourself.
0: I guess that's the key to uh, what people say, you got to hit rock bottom first. But I think what it is, is you're Mm -hmm. surpassing your self-esteem. So there you go. When you hit such a low where where you finally go, I'm better than this. That's right. Uh, This rock bottom stuff sucks Mm -hmm. and maybe I don't think a lot about myself but I'm I know I deserve better than this I I deserve better than rock bottom
1: how much have you lost how much more are you willing to lose if you've got nothing left that's when people contemplate suicide but it's also that same point if they're not going to do themselves in they will decide to make the change to get onto that path of commitment to heal themselves or to get better or to change something Something has to happen, and that's when they it really comes down to respect themselves.
0: I didn't think we'd bring up suicide today, but we've we've all lost people from suicide, mm-hmm. uh, especially military-wise, first responder-wise, and it, it occurs to me people um, talk about the obvious of people commit suicide because they just want the pain to stop, but it's more than that. It's yeah. um, if you feel the world is better off without you than it is with you. If you feel your children are better off without you than they are with you. That's that's the danger zone right there.
1: It is. I mean, because again, we're going back to that thing is there people will normally wait until they're at the end of the road before they really make a decision to change. It's when they're at that end of the road, there's nothing left for them except black. That they go like, Okay, I'm gonna. I got the plans to kill myself. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Or they realize I can't do this. So what do I? What do I got left to do? Then they start grasping at straws. And one of the things is, they realize like they've got no self worth. They've got no self esteem. There's no self confidence. Essentially, when you boil it all away, and you take away all the other shit, it's lack of respect for yourself they don't, that's right for yourself they don't love themselves enough anymore they've given up they've stopped by the time they hit that end keep hitting the table sorry. with your
0: damned elbow I'm sorry and that, we, John
1: we've talked about this we did we, I'm so sorry Mark. I'm bad I'm a bad boy <laughs> <laughs> Now that was just creepy <laughs> It was okay but we're all we're all about creepiness in here anyways anyways so <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> so that's when these, a lot of these revelations will happen, right? I mean, who hasn't contemplated this? Seriously, who hasn't? The majority of people listen to these episodes have either been there, done that- When we say this, it. are we
0: talking about suicide still?
1: We're talking the suicide thing or being at the end of the road or, I mean, they don't have to be there that to the end of the road to make that decision, to make the change, to heal, to stop being the victim, to heal themselves and say, I am going to recover. I'm going to be, no one's going to know I have PTSD. No one's going to know I have an OSI. No one, because they can recover fully kind of thing. Right.
0: So actually uh, there's another surprise in the conversation. Okay. Um, the victim mentality. And we're talking about today's mm-hmm. topic is how to start the healing process. And our answer is by having enough self-love enough, self-respect yeah. to do that. Yeah. And when people it's one of the reasons people get stuck in the victim mentality mm-hmm. because when you're a victim, it's somebody else's fault. And if you're already feeling crappy about yourself, the mm-hmm. last thing you can do is take on an extra pile, you know, a, a, an extra few shovel loads onto the pile that's making you feel bad already to accept the responsibility of, oh shit, that isn't somebody
1: else, that's me. Oh, oh, oh I got to start, got caught in here. But this is what we're talking about here. Is about shedding that stuff. It's about, mm-hmm. it's not adding to that heaping pile no, what of I'm responsibility saying the, the, already.
0: The the barrier. One of the barriers. Yes. Is that. Yeah. The reason. People. One of the reasons people there's a few reasons, but one of the reasons people hang on to the victim mentality Mm -hmm. where it's this, it's my wife's fault. It's that sergeant's fault. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that damn Jason Kenny's fault or, or, or whatever it is. Right. That's right. Uh, if you're pointing fingers at other people saying that I would be okay if that hadn't happened, I would be okay if this person wasn't such a prick. And that's what we're talking about here. I I wouldn't get, be so mad. That's the victim mentality where you're completely powerless. But we hang on to it because the opposite of that is taking personal responsibility, which is difficult to do when you already feel wounded, because it makes you feel, because uh, it makes you face the fact that, oh my God, this is actually my choice. I'm responsible for my behaviors. I'm responsible for my temper. I'm responsible for how I talk to others. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for losing my shit over nothing. That's my responsibility, and I can't blame anybody for it. Yes, they m- right. may be mitigating circumstances and, and and external factors, but you can't blame your wife. You can't blame your kids. You can't blame
1: politics. It's you. Yeah. Now, rolling back to that, we had two previous episodes on, you know, taking charge of changes and all kinds of stuff, accepting you know, and all, all those kinds of things. We've already covered that stuff. This here is about, you don't have to wear that guilt or shame. You don't have to take on more responsibility. This is just about saying, stop. I've had enough. When I was happy, I had self esteem. I had confidence. I had these things. I had, I had, I had. And a sense of purpose. A big one. Pur- right. Whopper. So, yeah, you know, right? A big one. Uh, but this is, that's what we're talking about here is like, okay, when you were strong, these are things you had. So now you don't have these anymore. Now you're making a decision to say, I'm going to take control and I'm going to reconstitute my self-confidence my respect my this my that and all kinds of things that usually happens when you hit the bottom of the barrel so let's talk about a
0: tool right now because we uh, talking earlier we always want to leave people with a tool it's more than just the self-awareness no how how, where's a tool if you feel like shit if you feel like nothing if you feel like you are worthless you need a sense of purpose so how do you do that well how about volunteering Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just read an article the other day of, of the value of volunteering and mental health. And there are so many places to volunteer. The Veterans Association Food Bank is so whomped. Mm-hmm. Get your ass in there and help out. Put some cans on shelves. I'm sure you can handle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're stuck in a wheelchair and you can't put cans on shelves, they need people uh, counting the donations and doing accounting and and and. With the receipts and that end of things, uh, if you're in a wheelchair and or or crippled in, in in one way or the other, and you can't physically be lifting boxes. Okay, there's service officers. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they have services officers. Officers there, like they, they do at the Legion. There are lots of ways to help at the Veterans Association Food Bank. If that doesn't float your fo- your boat, uh, then volunteer at something that's also therapeutic. Uh, go to the SPCA and be a volunteer dog walker. Mm-hmm. If you can't walk, then just sit there with the essentially, dog and essentially hang you out you with Got to
1: get out and reconnect is what you're getting at. Okay. Well. It, it, it,
0: Have a sense of purpose. Do something that means something to you and volunteer. And if it's uh, an hour a week, great. It's Mm -hmm. an hour a week. I used to volunteer. uh, I was an adult literacy tutor, but you didn't know that. Uh, Teaching adults how to read one at a time. Uh, that was a wonderful sense of purpose. And, mm-hmm. and it's always things like that that um, keep your focus on something positive and gives you that sense of purpose, which is one of the contributors to PTSD is missing the purpose that you once had.
1: Every man has to have a hobby. Yeah, got to have a hobby. You got to have a project. So bringing it back in here now, getting back into this is that respects and is to rebuild yourself. Okay, you have to, you got to rediscover who you are because we don't know, we no longer have that, that troop or that squadron or that flight or that battalion or the regiment behind us anymore. You know we don't have those things, but who are we? So well, and that, just uh, take a quick that, that, That's stop. why I'm talking about the volunteerism too, because yeah. it builds your self-respect. That's right. Because when you realize that you're in a
0: position of helping others mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. are making a positive difference in the lives of others, whether it be animals, people, kids, whatever. And, um, not that kids aren't people, but, um, that volunteerism whether it's picking up poop at the dog park or whatever it is it makes you feel good about yourself because you're doing something in service of others
1: that's right and that's what we that's one of those things that we lose is service to country so we lose service to others and we we yeah we're just losing our identity but in this word talk we're talking about here is how to get back that how to start the process and that's giving yourself that identity that's that respecting yourself and saying, I'm no longer going to be the victim. I want to get better. And you make these conscious choices to stay away from the bad things. And you, know, like, and, and you have to understand as well that you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. It's how you handle yourself, how you handle the situation, how you recover from that little setback. And understanding little setbacks are normal steps of progression. And so are big setba- setbacks. That's right. Sometimes you shit the bed. It's just the way it is. It's how you look at it. You just and it, Again, it's all it all comes down to per- changing your perspective of stuff, okay? Respecting yourself. When you start really respecting yourself and you start loving yourself, you'll find it easier to love other people properly. And you'll find that relationships become easier. If I didn't love myself and you didn't love yourself, there's no way that we would be able to be talking at the level we talk in group. That we can do these shows as symbiotically as we do them together.
0: It's still a challenge, actually, uh, because one of the things within the veteran first responder community is we are always, many of us are very quick to fall on the sword. Yes. To take one for the team, to sacrifice uh, mission before self, right? And because that mission before self kind of idea yeah we do all this different volunteerism tango romeo um uh, the group peer support that sort of thing but i do it out of a sense of duty to them mm-hmm. more than i do uh for self care mm-hmm. you know i uh until this year this is the first year in 15 years maybe longer that i've been able to go for a motorcycle ride without feeling tremendous guilt because mm-hmm. it would feel like i'd be um, selfish you know, because mm-hmm. this is just me for me, you know, looking after myself. Oh, well, and what the hell's wrong with going by myself and having a good time? I don't know, but it feels horrible, and it uh, it really, really bothered me. Still does, but I'm I'm pushing past it, and I'm able to. It it just feels like any time I'm I'm doing something that's a good time, I should have my wife or my children with me. Yeah. Uh, or. It, priority. Right. And, and I feel like if I'm having a good time and they're not with me having that good time, I feel like a piece of shit.
1: That's right. And you've, so what you've managed to do here is you've managed to change the perspective of that because you, there's no reason when you look at the big picture here, there's no reason why you don't deserve to have that moment by yourself, guilt-free, shame-free. Mm-hmm. Give me one single reason why you cannot do that.
0: And, and these there, are the questions And there isn't,
1: it, it feels selfish. That's right.
0: Uh, and it's a, it's a difficult hurdle, but that's uh, part of the self-respect. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's one of the things I'm still struggling with. Yeah. People think, because of all the different things I've done, books I've written, podcasts. Oh, you've got
1: such a big ego. Actually. <laughs> okay, lesson I, to be learned here. Not, not so much. Lesson to be learned here. How long did it take you to get into that state of mind where that was a bad thing? To or spend wh- to spend time by yourself and then, but without feeling guilt, how long, how many years did it take of programming from yourself or from your ex or from where, from whatever outside influence there was on top of your own mental influence that training yourself that that was a bad thing?
0: Without getting into the details
1: of it, there was ten years of programming. Good that that stuck that in my head. Good. So that's what I'm getting at. So it's possible to unprogram that and understand. That, that action now is not a bad thing. The time you're spending for yourself like that is a good thing. It's how you look at it. You have to reprogram this. You have to understand. So, when these things happen, this one I'm trying to get across to the audience here is you have to be very analytical. You got to really dissect these, these emotions and look into the depth of it. Go way deep. Sometimes you go for you, for that little thing there, 10 years, that one aspect. Mark, one aspect, 10 years to look at that, unpackage it with the right tools. It's not going to take you 10 years to reprogram, to feel, hey, I can go on a bike ride and I can feel really good about this. And I can come back, rejuvenate it, and I can give more to the family. That kind of stuff, right? I mean, why am I so passionate about doing the group stuff? Why am I so passionate about these doing the radio shows? I don't get paid for it. It's time out of my day. But when I look at it, I'm doing it for selfish reasons as well as altruistic reasons. So I'm getting a bigger bang from my buck by doing these things. When I look at it and I dissect it, I'm helping others. I'm helping myself. I'm discovering myself. I'm discovering others. I'm discovering psychology. I'm helping the community be more aware. So the bang for the buck here is pretty big when I look at it. So there's no reason why I shouldn't be doing this. I have the ability. It's a selfless act. I'm not doing it for recognition. I do it for myself. The same as you do your bike ride. Now I go my bike rides for myself. You have to do this. It's not a guilt or shame thing. So for the the audience out there, this is the lesson today is look at those things. Look at the things that make you feel bad and understand why they make you feel bad. Should they, I mean, all we got to do here is just ask the hard questions Right? If you person feel if they if they really enjoy going and seeing a movie once a week, why should they feel guilty? Give me one single reason that something that gives you that much pleasure or happiness or whatever, that self that self-growth time to just be alone, why is that a bad thing? And
0: this, uh, this exact same sense, and the reason that I, uh, I bring up my own personal story of self-guilt, and I'm not even Catholic, and I got all this guilt, is <laughs> uh, because I, people don't feel that they deserve to go to therapy. They don't believe that they deserve to Bingo. have PTSD. Bingo. A, and here's some of the self-sabotaging things that people talk about. Oh, you hit the uh, word. Self-sabotaging is... Um, well, my tour wasn't as bad as this other guy's tour, so I don't think I should have PTSD. Or this other person had so much more going on. They have seven tours. I only have two and we uh, keep short-dicking ourselves, you know, while we're comparing. Those are cop-outs, believe it or not. Those are actually cop-outs. And they're they're they are, but we're minimizing our own experiences exactly, and saying that ours is is not worth as much
1: as theirs. And that's the most dangerous thing that we do to ourselves. That is the most hurtful, harmful thing ever, ever, ever. You saw my chest. I saw your chest. Okay. And has that ever come up? We're talking about metals here, folks. Metal. Sorry. Yes, I got to collaborate. Yes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I got to translate for John Sr. <laughs> <senior> here. <laughs> but have we ever, has has that ever come up in any of our conversations in any group ever no. about the, it's not important. No, we, that don't, we, not we, important.
0: we, we don't measure our medallic no um you know uh john has significantly more time in service significantly more tours and a great big rack of medals and i got my two cute little
1: gongs
0: (laughs) that uh that i dust off for remembrance day and um that's what i got that's what he's got
1: and it never changes anything how we deal with each other for for recovery or the level of injury you're injured or you're not you're thank you very much it's that and when it comes down to it it's that digital You're either injured or you're not injured. You're injured or you're not. And that's that. Exactly. It's a service freaking injury. And that's the only thing important because regardless of how many tours you have or whatever it is, the path to healing, the path to self-destruction, it's all the same shit. It makes no difference if you deploy it overseas or not overseas. Service injury is a service injury. That the causes are the same, the path of healing is the same, the effects are the same, the, the, the of divorce is the same.
0: The place to, poc- to focus is not on the modality of entry uh, whether or not you think your experiences are traumatic enough to have PTSD. That is not the place to look. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't freaking know what is enough to have PTSD, and it's so complex, and it goes back from your childhood forward every experience you've ever had goes into the trauma cup and it's it's one great big trauma soup in that trauma cup so you don't have to dissect this is from the military this is from being a police officer this is from my childhood this is mm-hmm. from my marriage uh you don't it d- doesn't matter where it came from what matters is what are the effects do i have anger issues, do I have mm-hmm. IBS, uh, uh, urgent diarrhea, <laughs> you know, we're, yeah. we're more than the average bear, um, uh, blowouts of uh,
1: frustration, depression, what are some of the others? You know, I just want to go back, again, you hit it on the head when you said the modality of it or the mechanism is not important, how many people are held back because they believe that, Mark? How many people have so we discussed? So many. It is so disgusting. Two that I've got in the system myself, yeah. right? And
0: it takes. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, you tell somebody, hey, you should go to Veterans Affairs, or hey, you should go talk to somebody. Wow. If you, if you leave it, if you leave it at that, yeah, uh, nothing's going to happen. It took me a full year for one friend who's now in the system, uh, about eight months for another friend who is just coming out of the system. Neither of which would have been in the system had I not gently shared stories with them. That's. I didn't tell them what to do. I didn't tell them what they should do. I said, "Hey, do you mind if I share with you what I'm doing for me and why I'm doing it?" That's how I did it.
1: So many people say, "I don't deserve. I don't deserve." Again, and that's what both
0: you, of them told me. That was my point.
1: There you go. They See, both said they, they. They both felt like they
0: did not deserve uh, that their experiences were not worthy of being
1: traumatized. That they shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And again, it's that that is what holds so many people back. And you know what? If you're if you're suffering in any way, shape, or form, or your family or your friends are suffering because you're having an issue and you're in denial, you need to get fucking help. Yeah. You really need to help. You need to get over yourself. You have to have that respect. You have to love yourself enough. You really, really have to. That is what changes. That is where you need to start. Right there. Again, that's the epicenter of the whole thing. All these episodes, when you look at all the shit we're talking about here, it comes down to understanding you deserve respect. One of the other barriers is self-guilt. So true.
0: So true. Survivor guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, The tremendous guilt that some people have where others got injured and they did not. You know, uh, including myself, I hit a goddamn tripwire. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I mean, I keep bringing up that story. There's about a thousand other stories from that tour, but uh, that's just one of the big ones. Well, that killed other people and like, like dead and uh, from doing exactly the same thing that I did and nothing happened. So, tremendous guilt. Why is Mark Isfeld dead and I'm alive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right. I should at least be winged, you know, uh, face full of shrapnel or something, just so I can uh, um, be part of that club, I guess. Take like take take my part for the team, mm-hmm. but uh, it, you do you don't feel lucky?
1: No, you don't. I've feel, talked to people from the Swiss Air Flight Eleven, uh, Swiss Air Flight One Eleven. Yeah, the people that worked at that. I've talked. I've had one of them. The level of guilt. And I'm yeah. Like, well, hold on. <laughs> What, there's nothing you could have done, you know, and they're already working. And they, uh, what did she say? She was working like, Oh God, a minimum, in, in, a minimum of 12 hours, minimum a day. Yeah. And, and because they felt they should have done more. And I'm like, Holy crap. You're there for two months. You're working 12, 16, 18 hours a day. What more could you have done? Why does this person have guilt? Why we impose well, on ourselves? We do. And it's a thing it 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 is truly a thing. and if if these episodes of all the stuff that can they can that's holding anybody back, this is the stuff here. And this is why I really wanted to hit this episode so hard and drive point the home the point that what you said is the modality doesn't matter. It's so an injury. H- how to
0: start the healing process is to find that self-respect and Mm -hmm. to find that self-respect, you've got to find the strength to forgive yourself for whatever it is you're, you're beating yourself up for.
1: There you go. That is it. You have
0: to learn to, to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if that's not your issue, if you're not feeling shame and guilt, great. Um, Then what, what, what is holding you back from saying, for putting up your hand and saying, yeah, I actually need help and, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to take control of my life and turn myself around and
1: get on the road to healing. What is holding you back? Every one of you people out there listening to this podcast that knows somebody, ask that question. What is holding you back from the path of recovery, from the path of healing? You can't can't fix it. You can't unfuck it, but you can learn to deal with it. You can learn to control it and handle it on a daily basis so you can be a functional human being again.
0: And that is what we're here to do on Mm -hmm. Operation Tango Romeo. We are here to save lives and relieve pain. I say save lives because this is suicide prevention. If you ignore this shit and let it fester and don't face it square on, suicide is at the end of a lot of people's roads. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate consequence. If you think that can never happen to you, if you've never had a suicidal thought, well, great. Because uh, there's something that plagues me every damn day. And if I don't do what I'm talking about, and if I don't use these tools, I don't know if I'm going to make it.
1: I'm not afraid to ask people the hard questions. And then asking the hard questions, exactly what you just said there. What is holding you back? If somebody is really honest with themselves, I mean, people are going to lie to me. They're going to lie to the doctors. They're going to lie, lie, lie all they want if they're in denial. But it really, really, really comes down to it. If you respect yourself enough, if you're honest with yourself enough and you ask those hard questions, you can begin the process. That is where it starts. And if not for yourself, if you're a family,
0: because you love somebody and somebody loves you. Mm -hmm. And, Or there's somebody that you wish would love you. Well, if you're not loving yourself, if you're not looking after yourself, it's it's difficult to receive the love of others. You have to find a way to build your self-esteem, and a big part of that is reaching out for help, moving forward, and being a better you every day.
1: John Senior, I really feel good about this episode.
0: It's a good episode. It's a good episode. And remember share share like the sugar bear cuz oh sharing is caring <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> mark <laughs> as long as it cracks me up i'm gonna it see you it it does every but time seriously share share share, share this damn thing. Share, share 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 operation tango romeo At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast.